Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance, and for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Well, good morning, hello, and welcome to Zero of the Day. I am the host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, Ellen from Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation, promoting knowledge that is engaging and transforming. We're here to empower you, the listener, to knowing, being, and doing, and impacting the world around you. And of course, as always, you're welcome to join us in this illuminating journey. You can join us by calling in on our live to get your uh, get your comments on the air, 347-237-5230. That's the number to call to get your comments on the air. Join us in the live chat room on blogtalkradio.com. Matter of fact, we're trying to get that up and going right now so that you can join us and uh, send us an email, pastorlorenzoneal at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Prophesy, and on Facebook, zero. Page, so you can leave your comments in anything uh, you have insights, whatever you may want to do. Hey, yeah, I, I, I sound a little on the downside. Of, well, not the downside, but you know, a little, little on the side, a little congestion I'm experiencing this morning. <clears throat> so I'm fighting that. Y'all pay with, bear with me, pray with me, pray for me, man. I tell you. Uh, it's hard out here for us, <laughs> but we're going to do the show anyway, and we're glad that you're listening in and tuning in. We appreciate everything that you do for us. We appreciate your listening, and we appreciate your comments. Guys, you're helping this show go great, do great, get uh, do good things, uh, you know, just be good. I appreciate it. I really do. And, uh, uh, hey, you're the reason we do the show, and we're just glad that you're here and listening in for us. Again, welcome you to join in on the conversation. Today we got some interesting thoughts, uh, interesting topics that we are talking about today. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about MLK, uh, his legacy and his day of service and all of that, uh, what he meant to us. And uh, I got a soundbite I want to share with you, and we can talk a little bit about that. But later on, <laughs> following that segment, I think this is going to be the one of the best shows we do this year. We're going to talk about myths about the black man, myths about black men. What you, what kind of myths have you heard regarding the black men? 
in, in your life or the ones you know about. Some good, some bad. We're going to talk about all of that in the second half of the segment uh, of the show, uh, the second segment of the show. So we want you to tune in. And uh, I, I really want to hear I, – I want to hear my fellas. So, fellas – you give me a call. I want to hear what y'all, you know, what y'all think about these myths, ladies. Give me a call because I, I know y'all got a lot to say, either to validate or, uh, <laughs> or cast aside these myths. So hey, that's that's on our agenda today. But before we go further, let's let's pause and uh, have a word of prayer. Once we have a word of prayer, then you know we'll go into the rest of the show. Father God, we just want to say thank you for the day. Praise you for your great. I gotta apologize. I'm experiencing some serious technical difficulties here. I don't know why this keeps going. Uh, you know, but you guys bear with us, pray with us. We're trying to do the best we can. Uh, bad internet connection keeps dropping, so hey, work with us. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Oh yeah. We just finished prayer, and um, so uh, I guess since we finished prayer, I guess I can go ahead and do mourning. I'm in I'm I'm in mourning from this weekend, watching my most beloved Saints fall to the 49ers on Saturday. Now, some of y'all probably wondering what in the world that got to do. Man, come on now. I was hoping our Saints make it again to the to the Super Bowl, at least to the NFC Championship. But, hey, you know, the 49ers put on a very good I, – I mean, they had an awesome defense. And I ain't mad at them. I'm not. My members, you know, they let me mourn shame on Sunday. <laughs> but, uh, hey, this is looking like it's, looking like it's going to be a, a, a nice little MSC, NFC Championship game. And I also mourn – Green Bay. I, I, I tell you, you know, now that was a sad incident right there, you know, to go almost under seat, you know, to lose one game throughout the whole season, and then in your initial playoff game to fall. That man, that's that must be heartbreaking. I can only imagine. I can only imagine how it is. Um, so let's get into it. I want to say more time. Uh, we're talking Martin Luther King now, and of course. Monday was uh, the official holiday celebrating his day of birth. Uh, uh, it would have been, if I'm correct, it would have been his 83rd It was a wonderful day. It was beautiful weather, at least down here. It was beautiful weather. It was it was a wonderful day of service, and I, I was I was glad to see it. But I was really glad because uh, it, it it starts, you know, it's become a day of service. You know, now, I remember when I was growing up, the biggest controversy was whether or not uh, the city or schools and all that were going to actually recognize the holiday. I remember growing up where, you know, after 86, when the law was passed, when it was passed into law, you know, we just had a great time. But there was a lot of resistance because for 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 years, uh, for at least a decade following the passage of law. It was really just not observed anywhere outside of the black community. You know, banks, even though it was a federal holiday, uh, you know, post offices were closed, but most businesses stayed open. So, you know, it, and now you see it, it's so much recognized that even uh, it's become a part, it's become a part of uh, the capitalist system now. 
you know, it's it's sad when you have big time uh, retailers advertising MLK Day sales. Come on now, MLK Day sales. But you know, that's what they were doing. You know, Sears, Sears, Macy's, they had the MLK Day sales. I'm like, now that's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, but that's capitalism at its best. But uh, here, my congregation, we we observed it as a day of service, and I had the wonderful opportunity to work with our young people as we performed uh, some community service here uh, around the church and in the community. Actually, we teamed up with the uh, Head Start Center that's in our neighborhood, right? Actually, across from the church, and we teamed up with them and. Um, our young people worked hard. We cleaned up the parking lot, the playground, and actually uh, did some more work in, uh, in the community, and it was a wonderful. We had some people out uh, in one of the local uh, soup kitchens serving the homeless. We, I, I mean, it was a day of service, and, and, and there, was some, there were a lot of things going on, a lot of activities going on. And that made my heart feel good to know that, you know, people are getting the message that, it's not just a day off; it's a day on, and don't 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 kid yourself. You know, uh, we've gotten this we've gotten this image of Dr. King as being a a peaceful fellow, and he was he was a peaceful fellow, no doubt about that. But you know, he was an assertive and courageous man, and that's what I admire about him. And here's the thing about that: you know, he wasn't ashamed to speak up for what he believed in. Uh, he was not ashamed, and it it cost him his life, but uh, to think just 40 years ago, you know, a little over 40, 50 years ago, he was speaking out for injustice. And now that we're experiencing uh, the justice that he he thought we should deserve, we deserved and we're not getting it. Uh, you know, it is really almost going awry. We we have almost become self-defeating. And I actually I got a clip here I want to play uh, from Dr. King and the King, uh, the fest, uh this clip. It's not a festival, but this clip actually—it the way it—it's uh what he's talking about is self empowerment for black people, and I I think this message is still relevant for us today. Uh, we still need to be self empowered. Uh, we don't need anybody to to help us out. Uh, well, I, let me stop there before I go on too much. Uh, I'm gonna play this clip and. On the side, on the other side of the clip, we'll come back and have some more comments. And again, we'll hear your comments on the clip also. And anything else you want to share uh, about how uh, how Dr. King impacted your life or uh, your day of service uh, on the MLK holiday or things like that? Whatever you want to share, we want to hear from you about it Call, uh, on the on the line. Call three four seven two three six two three seven five two three zero. Three four seven two three seven five two three zero. I need to slow down sometimes. All right, here's Dr. King. I come here tonight and plead with you. Believe in yourself and believe that you're somebody. As I said to the group last night, nobody else can do this for us. No document can do this for us. No Lincolnian Emancipation Proclamation can do this for us. No Kennesonian or Johnsonian Civil Rights Bill can do this for us. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul 
and signed with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood his own Emancipation Proclamation. Let anybody take your manhood. Be proud of our heritage. As somebody said earlier tonight, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. Somebody told a lie one day. They couched it in language. They made everything black. Ugly and evil. Look in your dictionary and see the synonyms of the word black. It's always something degrading and low and sinister. Look at the word white. It's always something pure, high and clean. But I want to get the language right tonight. I want to get the language so right that everybody here will cry out, Yes, I'm black. I'm proud of it. I'm black and beautiful. All right, that was Dr. King. And um, one of his speeches, he talked about being assertive, self-assertive. I, I like the way he, uh, but think about all those. He listed the press who were directly involved with um, uh, the civil rights of blacks. And, and, you know, when you really reflect on it, they were all forced it by their hand to do so because of the violence that was, you know, that called about that was uh, occurring at the time, and they did not do it willingly. In so many words, I'm not saying uh, well, Kennedy, you know, one of them, you know, Kennedy, of course, was uh, he was a great proponent of, of uh, you know, civil rights for blacks, and um, and it's <laughs> it's funny. I don't know how many of y'all grew up in black households and you had the pictures you had. You had Kennedy, you had Martin Luther King. <laughs> Maybe uh, it may it may have been Robert Kennedy, John Kennedy, or Martin Luther King, or Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and John Kennedy. You know, Kennedy was in there with with Martin. You know, with Martin. <laughs> it amazed me. We had that in our house growing up, and I always wondered who in the world were those people, those white people with Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was the only one I recognized. You know, and then I you know later learned that was John Kennedy and uh, picture of Robert Kennedy, his brother. Uh, because they were instrumental in drafting and, and enforcing, uh, well, not well, not they were instrumental in starting. Uh, they didn't draft the legislation uh, particularly, but they were instrumental in, in enforcing uh, some of the uh, federal laws that had been fed. For example, you know the uh, the law with um, 
integrating places. Uh, that had been in effect, in effect in the 50s, you know, but, but uh, uh, you know, schools have been integrated, the military have been integrated, uh, public facilities had yet to be desegregated uh, by law, you know, in the South, they still wouldn't allow it. So, but uh, they were instrumental in that. And, and I think black people have lost that assertiveness. We become too dependent on the government. And unfortunately, you could tell you become too dependent on the government when you have presidential candidates like Rick Santorum talking about that, you know, saying that, you know, blacks shouldn't, you know, the government have, shouldn't have to take care of blacks or uh, something. I, I was trying to find that state, that, that, that statement that he had. But that's a sad reality. You know, most of these Tea Party members and most of the conservative Republicans who who want to do away with any and everything that um, that's um, you know uh, that seems that it's a, a giveaway. Excuse me. Uh, most of them, the idea is that black people are taking advantage of the U.S. government's welfare. You know, and. You know, uh, for example, they're calling Obama the food stamp president because under his administration, supposedly under his administration, more people have become dependent on food stamps, and that's a sign that um, that government, you know, government, you know, they're waiting for the government to take care of them. It's not necessarily a bad thing because uh, you know, think about how high unemployment is. I mean, we're still we're under nine percent, but it's still relatively. High and in that black American, you know, in the black community, it's still over sixteen percent. So of course, there's going to be more people uh, relying on government subsidies and things. But what they don't tell you, to, you know, these big corporations uh, ex- experience the same thing. I didn't mean to get off on that tangent, but that's just a reality. And Dr. King saying that, you know, self-assertiveness is what we should all be about. Why wait? And, you know, he penned the book. Why we can't wait? We can't wait for the government to uh, to to write our laws, you know, write laws to help us out. Because if we continue to wait, uh, it ain't going to happen, especially in the political climate that's going on right now. If black people waited for the government to do anything for us, we would never get anything done. I mean, we wouldn't get anything. So I don't think we should be waiting for or anything like that. We should be on our way, self-assertive, on our own, doing our own thing. That's what we did after we got free, you know, when 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 the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect, uh, most of us, most most blacks were a little more assertive. They got off the plantation. They did up, you know, they did for themselves, built their own communities. They did all those things, and it worked for them. But, you know, there were some who stayed on the plantation because it was safe. And later on, later on, you know, their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren continued in that same plantation mentality. We see it in the church. We see it in the school. We see it in the communities. And that's just a, a reality, but that is not what Dr. King wanted. You know, he didn't want us to be integrated so we could be dependent on the government. Uh, he That's not what he wanted. And, and here's the other thing about Dr. King, and then we'll take a break. You know, Dr. King, Dr. King also talked about, you know, not just the social injustice against blacks, but, you know, he was even – he infuriated more people talking about the war. In Vietnam, you know, he was he was a pacifist. Didn't think that we should have been involved in the war, and he spoke out about it, and that also led to the loss of his life. But you got to admit, 
that man had some courage. He was seriously flawed, seriously flawed, but he had some courage, and I I admire him. And and you know we I don't think we should just wait. You know, uh, we should we should continue on his legacy. Uh, matter of fact, not only was it a day of service, but they also you know observing forty days of peace. I uh, I, I wish that. That could happen if we could just have 40 days of peace. And unfortunately, that has been interrupted, at least here in Jackson. You know, we've already had some uh, violence uh, since Monday. But, you know, we can pray, but we got to do more than pray. Praying is good. We got to be active. We got to be, you know, we got to have that assertiveness. We have to have that courage by any means necessary, you know. I don't think we ought to take up our guns and, and you know, <laughs> Go against the government, <laughs> or kill white people or anything like that. No, I don't think we should do all that. But we should be voting. We should be informed. We need to be empowered in the church, out of the church, in the community, out of the community. We need to stand up and, you know, do for ourselves what other people won't do for us. All right, I'm going to take a break, and we're going to come back after this. And we're going to, after we come back, we'll. Uh, getting into the second segment, and we'll be talking about black men. Yeah, it's about black men. So y'all know how we do it. We'll be right back after this. You'd be shocked how much data you use in a month. Email, status updates, finding your way, uploading photos, downloading an app, an app, and another app. Kilobytes, megabytes, gigabytes, all stacking up until you reach your limit. What happens if you go over? With Sprint, you don't have to worry. Only Sprint offers truly unlimited data. You know why TVs are so easy to peel? So kids can peel them. Kids love cuties because cuties are made for kids. When BT made a commitment to the golf, we knew it would take time, but we were determined to see it through. Today, while our work continues, I want to update you on the progress. BT has set aside $20 billion to fund economic and environmental recovery. We're paying for all spill-related cleanup costs, and we've established a $500 million fund so independent scientists can study the golf's wildlife and environment for 10 years. Thousands of environmental samples from across the Gulf have been analyzed by independent labs under the direction of the U.S. Coast Guard. I'm glad to report all beaches and waters are open for everyone to enjoy. And the economy is showing progress, with many areas on the Gulf Coast having their best tourism seasons in years. I was born here. I'm still here, and so is BP. We're committed to the Gulf for everyone who loves it and everyone who calls it home. How much money do you need to make each month? That's the first question we'll ask when you decide to start your own home business through IncomeAtHome.com. As a success coach, I'm here to guide people like Karen, who needs to earn serious money from home. We were living payday to payday, and with four teenagers at home, we were worried. By the third month, I was banking more than $2,600. After only 18 months, I was consistently earning more than $7,000 a month. Now, it's a six-figure income, and I'm paying cash for college for four kids. We found our way out of rat race. 
Listen, this isn't selling soap or energy water to your friends. This is a real business bringing potential customers to your computer so you can earn money 24-7. IncomeAtHome.com is affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and carries a triple A rating. So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit IncomeAtHome.com right now for your chance to win $1,000. Welcome back to Zero Today. I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Glad to be with you. Glad that you're listening. Glad that you're joining us on this wonderful Wednesday. Today is the day the Lord has made. We're glad to be back on the air. Uh, we just wrapped up a session uh, segment about Dr. King. And if you got anything else you want to talk with him, uh, I mean, talk with him. Oh, Lord, God. <laughs> oh, man, no, I don't want to hear that talking with you. But if you want to talk about Dr. King, yeah, we'll be glad to have you talk about Dr. King. Uh, your uh, What you did on Dr. King Day, uh, you know, day of service for Dr. King. Call 347 two three seven five two three zero we got the chat room up uh so you can join in on the chat room and leave something in there glad to have some people in there chatting around um also you know hit us up on the facebook page uh the Zero network uh facebook.com slash zero network you can leave your uh comments on there about the show or leave suggestions you know show top possible show topics you want to talk about whatever it may be we're glad to have you and also hit us on on twitter follow it up share with your friends if you're listening we want you to subscribe to the show like the show like the page like all of that we want to grow and we need your help to do that and we're glad that you're listening in on the show to do that so Thanks for your help. Uh, also, you, you know, if you want to send a send me a direct comment, you can send it to uh, my email, Pastor Lorenzo Neal at gmail dot com. All right, we're going to move on to our second segment. Uh, <laughs> second segment for the day: myths about the black men. Oh, shout out to the ladies of Zeta Phi Beta. Happy belated anniversary. Anniversary. The brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi. Happy belated Apple, uh, anniversary. Ladies of uh, Apple Kappa Alpha sorority. Happy belated anniversary. If I missed every, anybody else, y'all know. Hey, happy belated. <laughs> uh, you know, fraternal sorority organizations are wonderful things. Uh, I'm uh, part of one. And, you know, no harm. You know, as long as you don't get too crazy or wild out with it, you know. Some people live and die in their fraternity sororities. But anyway, I digress. Let's get on to our second topic here. We're talking about myths about the black men. Now, I want to hear... I need you guys to call in on this one because uh, this one is – I know it's interesting. I, I, I know it's interesting. Uh, what are some of the myths about the black men, about black men, not the black men, but black men that you have heard or uh, you know about that you have you know, either know to be true or, or false? And um, I came across this one um, actually – I was having a discussion with someone about it, and and 
and it just caught my eye. And I was like, okay, yeah, this would be good. Some this would be something good to talk about on the radio, especially you know if we're honoring a, a great black man like Dr. Martin Luther King. I figured we should address some of the myths about black men today, and there are quite a bit. Uh, I'm gonna start it off with the first one. Uh, there may be a lot, but the first one is that all black men. All black men are gangster, are hood rats, uh, not hood rats, but, you know, ghetto, hood, you know, not underachieving. That's the first bit. Now, that's negative. That's in a negative sense. Uh, but we, we know that to be true. I mean, I as an educator, I know that to be False. That's that's a myth. It's perpetuated because you know you got the you got the 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 project identity. You know some of these rappers. You know they got to look hood to look tough. You know, and I, I grew up in that that type of environment where you had to prove you know how hard you were, whatever it may be. But the, it's it's a myth. That's not reality. There are more black men who live in. Uh, and, and this falls actually into several things. It falls into several things. Uh, uh, for example, uh, I, I guess you could say broken homes. And, and yeah, that that's true for a lot of black males. You know, there are a lot of black males who who are who raised in single parent homes. I, I won't necessarily say broken homes, but you know, single mother homes. That's the majority. Uh, there's a great deal of black men who are raised in that, but they're not raised in. Uh, uh, hood environment, even if they are in the projects, you know, uh, because most of the mothers who are single and, and raising their young black boys, these mothers, a lot of them that I, I know personally, I'm sure you know, they are, they, they're on the job, you know, they're in school, they're working for themselves, you know, they're not, some of them aren't laying up with, you know, any and every man for a warm body. And, you know, Though they're working to get out of the projects, that's the way it is. Uh, there may be others, you know. There may be others doing. Uh, may not be as stable as it could be, but it's healthy for them, you know. And, and I say healthy in the sense that they they got food, clothing, shelter. You know, they got the basics being covered. Uh, they're seeing. That, you know they're being pushed to stay in school, to go to school, stay in school, and you know to to do better for themselves. And, and but the myth that's perpetuated uh, largely by media and sometimes by ourselves. You know now that we have this YouTube and everything else, we can perpetuate these myths that uh, is that that we're hood. You know we we you know everything is hood. Everything is hood. Literally, you know the sagging pants and. And, and it mess, it upsets me when I see young men wearing saggy pants, and you know you try to tell them about the history of it, uh, but they don't want to hear it. Yeah, and and it, it it that's all it is to them. It's a fashion statement. They have no idea about the relevance of its historical value. They they don't care about that historical relevance. I mean, it's just a fashion statement to them. You know, of course, if you see. Some somebody doing it who is popular. That's what you want to do. You know, you want to follow and imitate the popular. So that that's one of the myths. Every, most black men are not ghetto. They're not hood. Even if they live in those type of environments, most of them are not. Uh, they try to act it, but they're not. They're you know really for the most part intelligent. 
uh, I want to hear from you on this one. So uh, let me know what you think. What you think about that? Three four seven two three seven five two three zero. Hit us up. I want to hear from you. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about another one here. Uh, let's see. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Ah, uh, all black men, uh, or black men, uneducated. And I, I touched on this one in the last, you know, just in my prior comments, uh, uneducated. Uh, you know, and I go back to this, you know, being in the classroom, I see I see more black men in the classroom, young black males in the classroom than out of the classroom. Now, I, I'm not going to lie to you. The, the dropout rate for us is pretty high. It's averaging around 65% for black males. That's across the board, every, you know, public and private, you know. That's across the board, it's about 65%. That's a high number. But let's think about what contributes to that. Uh, what what are some contributing factors to that? And I'm gonna place a great deal of blame to this uh, on on the standardized test, uh, no child left behind, and uh, all this other stuff and that uh, the education going to fail uh, our children, our black children. Um, think about it for a second here. Uh, you have. Let's look at the college graduation, uh, not the graduation one, uh, college interest rate. You have about the same uh, number of uh, young black males enrolling in higher uh, higher education that, that you have that are being incarcerated. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but it's about the same. The, um, now, here's what I mean by enrolling. In higher education, that includes your technical colleges, you know, your vocational, you know, vocational schools, uh, you know, like your barber colleges and things of that nature. That includes junior colleges, community colleges, where a lot of black athletes go. Uh, you know, they do their two years there, and then they go on to a four-year college. It also includes uh, four-year universities where uh, you'd be surprised how many black males enter four-year college university, colleges and universities out of, after they graduate high school. And not all on, on not all on athletic scholarships. That's another myth. You know, we're all athletes. I'm going to be the first one. Well, let, I don't want to jump ahead of myself on that. Let, let me stick to my topic here. Uh uh, the reality is, uh, and uh, I guess it's not so much as a reality as it is of just facts, that um, there's a greater chance for a black man, uh, a, a black male, to graduate from high school and enroll in a vocational trade school, two-year junior college, or community, uh, or four-year college or community, uh, I mean university, four-year college or and it is for them to um, pursue a career in uh, in music or athletics. It's a greater chance for them to enroll and be successful in any one of those uh, higher education or uh, avenues, arenas, than it is for them to do it outside. Now, that that's another myth, and I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead. Uh, the myth. You know about them being athletes and rappers. 
<laughs> athletes and rappers. And and, and uh, a large deal of this is perpetuated by the fact that now, you know, you can make a song in your house. You know, you can download, you can get on the Internet, you can download recording software, buy you a microphone for 50 bucks, if, if, not, if not less, probably less than that, and, you know, put some beats together, and next thing you know, you put of your trunk or out, you know, out, outside your house or whatever you may be, you're hustling CDs. So uh, yeah, that's perpetuated that all of us are, you know, males or are rappers. You know, that's their highest aspiration to be rappers or athletes. Now, with the rap thing, uh, I remember, you know, back in the day, rapping was was so cool. It, it's not as cool to me, you know. Because it took a lot of work, but now you know you you're aided by greater samples. You can sample music left and right, and, and, and you know the software makes it easier. To, so it's less creativity in a rap. And you know I don't know, I I I don't know about what this rap scene is 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 trying to do. You know, it's morphed to something that that's unrecognizable. You know. Hesitating Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne is well. Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne, <laughs> but there's no, you know, there's no, there's very little people out there actually, you know, really tell the story in their raps. They're they're just, you know, they're talking and it's not really making sense. You know, it's gibberish. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. You know, I love to hear some good rap. From back in the day when I was coming, you know, you know, from New Jack style and all that, you know, back in the day when it actually made sense. But what do I know? I'm, I'm not a rapper. I'm a preacher. <laughs> I guess I should stick to my territory. <laughs> stick to my territory, right? But uh, it, it's become too simple to to be a rapper, you know. And with that influx of technology and little talent necessary. It does present the image that that image that blacks, you know, males, uh, you know, not only are want to be with rappers, but that's probably the best chance, you know, the best talent that they have. And you know, me being a music educator, I take offense to that because I, I want kids to do better. I want them to excel and everything. And I'll put an instrument in their hand and teach them about some jazz, you know. I I I do that, you know. I remember back in the day, you know, playing a horn meant that you were good, you know. If you played a horn, that meant that you were musically inclined. And, and matter of fact, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, when rappers needed live music, <laughs> live music to rap to, you know, my horn came in handy. That was pretty good. Horn, uh, you know, the keys and the guitars and the the trap drum set instead of you know the doctor beats. Some of y'all don't know what a doctor back from back in the day. I think they still use it, but you know that's what that's what used to do to put out your beats to rap to. You had to have Dr. Beats, and, you know, it put out the 808s and all that stuff, you know, to get that deep bass, boom. You know. and Dre, Dre, Dre used that, and, uh, and that was that was big in the West Coast rap, the 808s and all. 
But, you know, we've got past that, and, and there's little to no creativity necessary to be a rapper today. And I stand by that. I don't care if you like it or not, but that's just the reality. It's little to no creative necessary, creativity necessary. Uh, uh, lost my train of thought here. Let's see. I'm going to take a break, and when I come back from the break, i got to call them and get you on the other side of the break. We want to make sure that uh, we get everybody uh, who wants to talk. But I'm going to take a break here, so get your information uh, so we can get my thoughts together. <laughs> and come back. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out, the water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. Boy, is he happy there in the neighborhood. 
Want to feel as excited as Steve at tax time? Jackson Hewitt's How You Do It. No one gets you money faster. We have refund anticipation loans, and you can pay nothing out of pocket. All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Glad you're joining in with us. We're glad that you called in. We're glad you're in the chat room with us. We're glad that you're listening in, uh, following us on Twitter, following us on Facebook. Hey, wherever you're doing, we're glad that you're doing it. Uh, I call her on hold and put the call on and let her get her comments in. And we get this technology working, I tell you sometimes. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good. I have a I have a myth I want to discuss about. Like when I was younger, um, it was a myth about black men being on a down low. Uh, you know, I was told by a lot of other people that, you know, AIDS arrived from black men because they were doing things undercover and oh, wow. uh, had lovers. And, uh, you know, I know it's a, it's a myth, but, uh, you know, it's, to me, it's kind of half and half. It may be and it may not be, you know, give me some input on that. But I'm not saying that all black men are. I'm not saying that. But, you know, uh, if women would be real with, with the men, you know, we sometimes think that men are, you know, kind of, you know, on the flaky side, if I could say. And we do certain things to test men to see if they really are men and if they have any gay tendencies. So that's one of the myths I've heard. I know I, I don't open up a can of worms. Oh, you already have opened up a can of worms. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> I, you, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. You know, I think about the book that was written by a brother called On the Download. You know, I, I think that's the right book. I cannot think of the name of the author. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, you know, in, now the myth about, you know, us black males spreading AIDS. Of course, that is a myth. That's untrue. You know, uh, yeah. just like just like some people say the AIDS was created in Africa. You know, yeah. created <laughs> in Africa for black people. You know, uh, I you know, you know that's crazy. But unfortunately, the uh, the reality is that there are quite a few men on the down low. Now. Uh, that does attribute to some of the sexual diseases and sexual uh, 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 dysfunctions that are, are seen in, in in black families and in black homes. And, and of course, we 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 have a more recent. And I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but with with Bishop Betty Long, uh, and, and I'm saying that I'm, I'm trying to be polite, you know. Yeah. Uh, when when you have incidents like that in the black community, it affirms our sexual repression. And by sexual repression, I mean we don't talk about it. You know, we don't talk about right. sex. We don't deal with. You know, the black church is notorious. The uh, when we talk, when it comes to sex matters of the sexuality, we 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 don't even tiptoe around it. We we look at it and like don't don't. Act like it's not there, and as a result, you know, 
we have to we have to face the fact that uh we have some of the highest HIV rates. Our young black women in particular have some of the highest HIV AIDS rates in the country at the moment. Right. At the and, moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, young black males are you know, they don't get checkups for sexually transmitted diseases. They you know, they go around and they spread it. They spread it. And I think about the syphilis ex- experiment that happened to uh, the black men in Alabama during the 40s and 50s, somewhere in there, yeah. you know, where they were, they were, they actually gave these black yeah. men the mm-hmm. disease and yeah. then didn't treat them and didn't tell them that they gave it to them. And here, you know, when we, you know, because we're so sexually repressed, in, in the black community, and especially those of us in the black church, you know, sexually repressed, the black men who are experiencing this type of uh, this type of, uh, uh, of anguish inside, you know, where they're experiencing, uh, where they they have same sex attraction or whatever it may be, and and so what do they do? Take the funk and, but. They go outside of their marriage, and you know they're they're physically intimate with other men. Yeah. And it does it does create the it well you know the reality is that it happens you know it's not yeah, a myth it happens. it happens, and more and more more unfortunately more and more black men are becoming more expressive as bisexual, which is a scary thing to me. It's a very very scary thing to me because you got to think about our history, our history. Uh, uh, you know, we were bred to, for babies. You know, we were bred to produce produce more black slaves, and and then you know that that goes down to say that um that we you know because of that we you know we can't keep it in our pants. We have that lust. You know, we got to sleep around, and that's another myth. You know, that yeah. m- black men can't be faithful. You know? Right, I was gonna say that. Yeah, I was about to say that. Took words out of my mouth. Yeah, and that also ties into another myth. And I was trying, to, I wasn't trying to go there just yet. But you know, you know what they say about black men's size. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that myth is a lie. <laughs> well, I don't there's know some that. infinite, and some <laughs> infinite. It's not all true, but you I, know, I, I for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna comment. I'm gonna leave that I'm one to myself. I'm not gonna comment no more on that. But you bring up a you do bring up a good uh, a good um, a good issue about the download and, and uh, unfortunately again un- until we begin to address uh, issues of sexuality in the black community more openly without content without contention then we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to deal with those issues because uh, bisexuality is fast becoming uh, a concern for the black community especially. Yeah. Young black males who are growing up with this uh, uh, gender identity confusion. Well, they don't know they're becoming more comfortable with it, though. You know, the church yeah. is not saying anything. I mean, even when they see that, they, you know, they just say, "Oh, oh, you grow out of it, or it's just a phase," you know. And instead of them, you know, dealing directly with that and talking with the individual, they just let it. It's like the church just let it slide, you know. And uh, I see that a lot, you know. And that's not acceptable to God, you know. And I mean, they, I mean, we as us, our generation now, need to let this generation know that 
that some things are not acceptable and you just can't sit by and just let it go by. You know, you can't you're gonna sit there and let your let your child or someone else's child go to hell or die because of something they don't know about. You know, a lot of people don't know a lot of things because, you know, they never heard of it or they never thought of it that way or you didn't really show them the word or where is that, you know, and say, you know, you would die from this. You know, this is not a good death. You know, people that die, I've seen someone die from that, and that's that's the most horrible death to die from, AIDS. And, uh, you know, I educate my kids and other other kids and around me, but, you know, that's not enough. It takes more than one person to do, you know, make awareness about that. But, yeah, that's, I'm not trying to get too deep in it, but. Uh well, nothing wrong with getting to the. All right, I appreciate your call. Um, I, thank you, and uh, uh, that's some good insight. And we'll talk a little bit more. May, may actually maybe should need to have a show about that. And I know just the person to talk about that. Uh, I, I'll do a show dedicated to uh, download uh, uh, sexual repression, sexual repression in the black community. Right. Uh, right. We still we still in that area. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, thank you. I'm both. Go to a quick break. Um, come from the break. We're going to um, we will uh, wrap up the show and get your insights uh, and everything on that. But I appreciate that that you uh, call up. each month? That's the first question we'll ask when you decide to start your own home business through IncomeAtHome.com. As a success coach, I'm here to guide people like Karen who need to earn serious money from home. We were living payday to payday and with four teenagers at home, we were worried. By the third month, I was banking more than $2,600. After only 18 months, I was consistently earning more than $7,000 a month. Now, it's a six figure income and I'm paying cash for college for four kids. We found our way out of rat race. Listen, this isn't selling soap or energy water to your friends. This is a real business bringing potential customers to your computer so you can earn money 24-7. Incomeathome.com is affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and carries a triple A rating. So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit IncomeAtHome.com right now for your chance to win $1,000. You'd be shocked how much data you use in a month. Email, status updates, finding your way, uploading photos, downloading an app, an app, and another app. Kilobytes, megabytes, gigabytes, all stacking up until you reach your limit. And what happens if you go over With Sprint, you don't have to worry. Only Sprint offers truly unlimited data. Right, totally. Uh, that's what I was thinking. 
prices, all kinds of vehicles, all kinds of savings. Multi-policy discounts from Progressive. Call or click today. This was the golf's best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign out, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. The Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home. All right, we're back. Jim the Day on the air live with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. About wrapping up for the day. For the day, this broadcast has been good. Listen, we've been talking about black myths about the black man. And I know there are plenty more people that got comments since they want to get it. Matter of fact, I got a call on hold. Uh, caller, you are. Caller, you on the air. Share your thoughts. Hello? Oh, well, that didn't go well. That's no problem. Uh, anyway, so we we shared our thoughts and everything about uh, um, to dedicate another show to this to this topic because there's so much more I tell you, I don't know what to say about this technology here. It keeps dropping, but that's all right. Like 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 I said, was saying before I was interrupted. Leave us uh leave us a comment on the Facebook page, Zero Network, uh, or whatever you want to, that you couldn't get in on the air that you want to say. You can leave it there, and we can get the discussion going. Also, check out blog on WordPress.com, LorenzoTNeal.com. We'll be seeing some more about this on the uh, blog today, and uh. Send me an email. Send an email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. And if you missed today's broadcast, you can always catch an archived show. Uh, iTunes, you can download a, 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 as a podcast on iTunes. You can catch it on blogtalkradio.com slash era today. Catch up on the archived show. Uh, listen, I always enjoy uh, sharing time with you. I always enjoy everything every, when you call in and share your thoughts. But most of all, I just love the show. I tell you that much. I love the show. So we're heading out. Next week we'll be back at the same time, same place, zero today. We want you to tune in. We want you to join and call. Uh, 